WHO has been urging people to get vaccinated if they have the chance, as the vaccine is the only way out of the nightmare that has been plaguing our lives for the past year and a half. The only way to get this under control is vaccine. The only way to get out of this and go back to normal life and remove restrictions is by vaccination. There was occasional times that you would hear that someone does not want to get the vaccine. And of course, that doesn't sit right with, with you, especially if you're, you know, potentially going to be around them. Nobody should die from a preventable infection or from vaccine preventable infection. And that's why the entire globe need to work together uh, to provide the vaccine to the uh, people at high risk of infection. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Science Journal. Today, we will be discussing the COVID-19 vaccines. I'm Asma, and I'm joined by Nadia and Alyssa, fellow research assistants of Professor Anto Mohsen at Northwestern University in Qatar. Hi, it's Elisa. Hello, I am Nadia. Since the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020, governments mandated curfews and lockdowns to curb COVID-19 infections, while researchers and scientists were working on developing a vaccine that would ensure immunity against the coronavirus. Now, over a year after the beginning of the pandemic, several vaccines are available in most countries. The United States, Moderna, Biotech, and J&J vaccines being the most effective, China's Sinopharm and Sinovac being the cheaper options, mostly available in the global south, Russia's Sputnik, India's Covaxin, and the UK's AstraZeneca. According to the New York Times, over 1.47 billion doses of various COVID-19 vaccines have been administered so far meaning that there are over a billion unique vaccination stories waiting to be told, as everyone experienced the pandemic differently. These are the experiences of Janessa Acuna, a registered behavior technician and a student at San Diego State University, majoring in psychology, and Maham Kadri, founder and CEO of Texapreneur, based in Houston, Texas, a community that sheds light on small businesses and small business owners in Texas. So for me, it was actually sort of a hard process getting the vaccine because appointments were filled and I feel like everyone was trying to get it at that time. For me, it was um, around March. And um, so since everyone was trying to get the vaccine at that time, um, I was busy. So my dad notified me actually that there is an availability. So my brother and I filled up the necessary information right away. Um, And the day of the vaccination, I got the Pfizer vaccine. Um, The clinic was very organized. Uh, They take your information, make sure everything is correct. I waited in line for my turn, got the shot. There's these group of people that celebrate with you. They really thank you and tell you that you're making a difference in history and After that, there's this 15 minute observation period and you can leave after. And that's the same thing for the second dose. For me, I actually received the Pfizer vaccine early January of 2021. And I felt extremely blessed to have gotten it that early, but it was due to the fact that I work in the healthcare field. I work at a, a medical clinic here in Houston. And I remember at the time receiving it, there was a lot of older age, you know, people who, um, you know, I guess are a little bit more high risk. I knew, knew this was a vaccine that was going to be offered to uh, people eventually. And I felt like 
you know, CDC says whenever a vaccine is offered to you, uh, please take it. And so when I was offered the Pfizer vaccine, I, I managed to take it right away and then had to wait those few weeks to get my second dose. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm extremely blessed to have uh, received it and been able to do that for me and uh, my family and to kind of stay safer in, uh, in our community. The WHO has been urging people to get vaccinated if they have the chance, as the vaccine is the only way out of the nightmare that has been plaguing our lives for the past year and a half. It's the only chance that students will be able to get back on campus, the only chance that friends will be reunited without fearing getting COVID, the only chance that the world will go back to normal. The only way to get this under control is vaccine. The only way to get out of this and go back to normal life and remove restrictions is by vaccination. You need to have at least 60% of the population to be immune to the vaccine, either by infection, we call it herd immunity, or by vaccination. Of course, we should not rely on natural immunity or by infection because 60% of the population will result in significant um, uh, number of patients admitted and a significant number of mortality. But we feel that definitely the, the vaccine has to go and cover as many people as possible. This is a message that the healthcare community has been reiterating as we just heard from Dr. Ibrahim Al-Busaidi, who specializes in infectious diseases at Sultan Qaboos University Hospital. Even though the COVID vaccine has been at the epicenter of news and social media since the beginning of the pandemic, many are still unsure of how it functions. So how exactly is it useful in the fight against the new virus? The concept of the vaccines, you are introduced a weakened virus into the bodies and get stimulated to build an immune response. In order to happen, there should be some reaction from the body. I think what is special about COVID-19 vaccine that we are in a different era of science and um, the use of technology, which is the messenger uh, RNA vaccine. So first of all, the mRNA technology is not new to the medical sciences. We know that uh, medical science has a lot of experience with mRNA in a lot of, and it was, there was a lot of experience more than a decade uh, in uh, development of different vaccines, including Zika vaccine, HIV vaccine. And uh, that was also tested in animal models and it was found to be safe. So we already have that kind of background sitting there in the lab. All what you need is to find the right virus, but also the right, the, the, the appropriate number of individuals so you can test them on. Um, so that's one thing, the Pfizer vaccine and, uh, and, and uh, the Moderna vaccines as mRNA vaccines. At the same time, there was a lot of money, a lot of resources pushed into the, um, the development of the vaccine. The vaccine to get licensed, it has to go through different phases. So phase one, phase two, and phase three. And I can tell you because of these resources, they were able to shorten these phases and phase three, which is the clinical trials, the, because they have a lot of number of patients. Now, because the vaccine is basically a part of the virus or a weakened virus, as Dr. Ibrahim said, many have been experiencing side effects, especially after taking the second dose of the vaccine. Yeah, for me, my first dose, um, luckily I had no, uh, no symptoms. It was mainly just arm soreness, really bad arm, arm soreness. My second dose, honestly, it really wiped me out. And I'm someone that I barely get sick. And so I felt like I had 
Um, I felt very lethargic, felt very tired. Um, you know, I was getting headaches, but luckily it only lasted two to three days. So for the first dose, there wasn't really anything for me. Um, I took some hints from, or some advice from my cousin telling me to do some arm workouts a little before the vaccine and also doing the arm swings after. So I didn't really get any side effects for the first dose. And then for the second dose, I still did the arm swings, but I had slight sore arm, uh, a mild headache. And the day after I was feeling a bit more fatigue, um, but nothing um, worrisome. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is that, so I got my first dose and I didn't feel anything. My arm was a little sore, but that was okay. I got the shot on my left arm. Um, but then when I went to get the second dose, I was literally about to pass out. I was dead. My head was hurting. I had like a really, really bad fever. And I tried to go to bed because usually like when, when I feel um, feverish, I just try to go to bed to like forget the pain and everything. But when I tried to go to bed, I started shivering and hyperventilating and I, it was really bad. I couldn't sleep. So it was like that the entire night. And then um, when I tried to get out of bed, I started throwing up. Um, I could barely move. I was still shivering. It was really bad. So I just stayed in bed for a while after that until my friends actually forced me to go to the hospital and they gave me like a shot to stop the vomiting. And um, I felt a little better. Also, like I couldn't eat throughout that entire time. So after that, I just like came back after coming back from the hospital, I went to my dorm and I got some sleep and then I felt better. Um, but yeah, Alyssa, you can share your part too because you had some pretty severe <laughs> side effects. I think for, for me, the, the side effects didn't come in until like the third day after the vaccine. I, I got the Pfizer vaccine. The first time it was perfectly fine, just your normal like sore arm. Um, the second time also perfectly fine the first couple of days. I woke up on the third or fourth day and um, I don't know why, but like I noticed that my pinky was swollen. And then um, it was just incredibly like as if either I had broken it because it was hurting, like it was burning me. Um, and then the, the, a few like minutes later, I just raised my sleeve and I like started seeing like rashes all over my arm and they started progressing, um, onto my, like near my eyes. Um, at that time, um, we were quarantined at home so we couldn't leave the house. So I, I had to go to the hospital in the ambulance. And then that's where they gave me some, um, like antibiotics and stuff like that. And I was in a course for like on a course of uh, antibiotics for a couple of days and it, you know, it went by fine. However, I, I was really like shocked to, to see the side effects that I had, knowing that I'm not necessarily like, you know, um, allergic to anything. And, and I think it's a very rare thing to happen. So I was like, you know, I, I honestly wouldn't have gone to the hospital because I, at first I thought it was antibiotics or something, but then it started spreading to like near my eye. And that's where I started getting worried. But other than that, I was fine within the next like week or so. Like I didn't have any throwing up or any of those side effects that you, that you described as well. My experience was like very similar to Janessa's. Like I was very fortunate to not have any, I didn't even have a sore arm. Like it would, it would just hurt if I touched it. Um, I just felt really tired and I could like sleep. Like I, I could have like probably slept for 16 hours if I could. Um, but other than that, like my experience was pretty positive and even like the fatigue just lasted not a long time and I did experience some shivering but that was also very like temporary um, 
So the thing is with these vaccines, the side effects are temporary and that's the most important thing. We know the mRNA technology has been saved and we have data from many years. And actually the medical community is clear that there are short-term side effects and there are long-term safety uh, you know, uh, questions. For the long term, based on experience with vaccines and current technologies, it is unlikely that these vaccines will result in long-term side effects. When it comes to the short-term side effects, all vaccines will give some side effects. And the reason for that, all what you do, the concept of the vaccines, patients may get uh, fever, and can be even high-grade fever sometimes, with uh, body aches, nausea, change in taste, all of these kinds of things are expected and they are reportable in a good proportion of patients or individuals who received the vaccine. And what is reassuring about them? They are very transient. They should not go more than two or three days maximum. Um, and the side effects are reported, for example, loss of life for any of these side effects. Um, and uh, there are also reports of allergy. They are really small. I can tell you one in 90,000 people may develop some form of, it's not even allergy, we are talking about a severe form of allergy, we call it anaphylaxis. This is the life-threatening reaction to the vaccine. It's a quite rare. And if you think about risk and benefit, definitely the benefit of the vaccine, saving many, many lives, outweighs that kind of risk. So the side effects are partly behind the common reluctance towards taking the COVID vaccine everywhere in the world, but there are several other reasons. Concerns about the safety of the vaccine, obviously myths and conspiracy theories about how governments are trying to control population and inject questionable substances. Um, Melissa Fleming, Undersecretary General for Global Communications at the United Nations, highlighted in a webinar hosted by Foreign Policy and Northwestern University um, that the way information spreads so quickly nowadays because of social media is at the root of huge waves of misinformation about the vaccine. She mentioned that data tends to be distorted and these groups spreading misinformation also feed off of the lack of education for some age groups and some demographics. So this resulted in the rise of groups that oppose the COVID vaccine also referred to as anti-vaxxers. Um, thankfully for me, I, I was not, I didn't have to deal with people who were opposed with COVID-19 just because I feel like I surrounded myself with good people. Um, uh, but like, as you said, there are these conspiracy theories and it's being spread through the media and people get a misinterpretation of the vaccine and the side effects. Um, you know, things about these conspiracy, conspiracy theories, like although they are most likely untrue because they are theories, I mean, people find them interesting because uh, people come up with the most bizarre things and um, it grasped their attention. That's how uh, I feel like information is spread because like, oh, this is interesting. I want to share this uh, to my friends, to my family. Like, here, did you hear about this? Um, I feel like that's how uh, information is spread nowadays with social media. And I feel as well that these conspiracy theories have a sort of like fear mongering in them. Um, and I feel like a helpful way is these doctors um, respond to these conspiracy theories uh, through like the videos. And I one that I saw was about um, like the needle being getting 
inside of your arm, but it was because people did not know that needles are retractable. Um, so things like that, it's unbelievable about what people hear about in social media. Yeah, so being from US and then specifically Texas, luckily, you know, my inner circle of my friends and family, you know, everyone is very pro vaccine. However, there was occasional times that you would hear that someone does not want to get the vaccine. And of course, that doesn't sit right with with you, especially if you're, you know, potentially going to be around them. But again, I think COVID specifically, and then the vaccine was something so personal to everyone at the time that it's very hard to change people's opinions on that, whether it's, you know, about not going out and not being vaccinated or, you know, going out too much in the midst of pandemic. I think everything was so personal that um, it's very hard to change people's minds. And so for me, you know, when I was vaccinated and I was hearing, um, and I heard that, you know, it slowly started getting offered to more people and people are choosing not to get it. I think, um, you know, I personally took it as, look, I'm vaccinated, my family's vaccinated, um, the close people that I'm surrounding myself are as well, and that's really what matters. Um, but, you know, how I kind of dealt with those people, I think it's more so one of those things that, you know, knowing that I'm protected and knowing um, the stats behind getting the vaccine and the science behind it and really how effective it is, uh, it really helps me feel more confident and comfortable that, look, even if I was to uh, I guess, contract the vac uh, the COVID-19 COVID from someone else, um, hospitalization is uh, zero to 1%. So that really made me feel more confident that if even if I was to be around someone, probably wouldn't even know that they had gotten the vaccine or not. Um, but the hospitalization is pretty at a low level. The anti-vaxxer sentiment is not only prevalent in the U.S., as described by our guests, Janessa and Maham, but also in various parts of the world. We asked Tujaina Aljabri, a computer science major at GU Tech Amman, to describe the situation in Amman, and this is what she told us. So, I feel like most people in Amman are either frightened to get the vaccine or just feel like it's completely useless because as soon as they hear that, oh, you know, even if you get the vaccine, you're not allowed to roam around without a mask and you still have to take all of the precautions necessary and stuff like that, immediately they're just like, oh, okay, so what's the point? Why am I taking the vaccine? So it's either that or either people are completely frightened and think that they're going to get murdered or killed or something like that or followed or just stalked but i mean people already know everything about us through our phones so we've and we gave permission to that and i feel like about the grade 12 thing to be honest i think they should have targeted a better group than the grade 12 students because having exams online would have been easier for everybody for the teachers for everybody the staff for the students it's going to eliminate a lot of risk of people getting the vaccine because you know even if you get the vaccine you might get COVID and might get it very, very bad. So yeah, instead they should have targeted people who go to work and basically carry Oman's economy so that they could you know, continue to do that in a good way. And yeah, and I feel like also a lot of, most of the people who are getting COVID are getting it from work. So if they get vaccinated, then a lot of the cases are going to decrease. So yeah. Thank you, Lujaina. The anti-vaxxer sentiment is also very strong in my home country, Morocco. And I have also heard some doctors discouraging people from getting the vaccine, which is quite ironic. Now let's hear from Dr. Ibrahim to understand these perspectives better. 
Right. Uh, first of all, we know there is, uh, you know, that you will always find a group who are anti-vaccine. And uh, I think sometimes it's really difficult to uh, change the mind of these people. What I find, what I felt actually, even among the medical community, among healthcare workers, uh, the acceptance, the acceptance of getting the vaccine have changed, has changed over the last few months. And actually, if you do a study uh, at the big, at the time of introduction of the vaccine in comparison with the current situation, I think people changed their mind about the vaccine. And I think people are getting more convinced by hearing real-time stories about their relative being safe because they were vaccinated, or also because of the data that keeps coming from all these countries and studies that the vaccine is safe, the vaccine is very effecting, effective in reducing uh, hospitalization, severe disease, and death. And also the data comes out actually that some countries were able to go back to their normal and, uh, uh, and you know, removing all of those precautions just because they vaccinated large proportion of their population. Um, I think the easy availability of, uh, you know, a news and, and, and social media um, um, makes all of those uh, propaganda and those uh, false information or misinformation about the vaccines are readily available. And I think for some reason, the human, it's a human just nature that they will only go behind the negative uh, parts, which confirm not to be true in most of the time. Um, the vaccine uh, is quite safe. And I think we should, first of all, in order to change the public perception, we should show them the data that comes from these countries, from the UK, from the US, from other countries where it was very convincing that this is the efficacy of the vaccine. And I think that will be the most important tool in a simple um, scientific um, you know, uh, data or it's a simple way or a simple message, we can just approach these people and say, you know what, this is a study from the UK, which for example, Oxford, oh, sorry, uh, Scotland, which showed that uh, both vaccines resulted in this, just in a simple figures. Um, also what you can do is just uh, interview people and just show them, um, uh, I will give you an example, actually, my mother had a chronic lung disease, just because she was vaccinated, luckily she only developed mild symptoms. And I, as a person, forget that I'm in the medical field, I can really appreciate the, the, the value of the vaccine. I can tell that the number of cases we see among healthcare workers have dropped significantly after introducing the vaccine to the healthcare workers. That have definitely resulted into uh, less uh, absent, absentism days, less quarantine, um, and, uh, and that was also one of the positive side of the vaccination. As Dr. Ibrahim has reiterated, the vaccine is the only way that we can win this fight against the COVID pandemic. And despite the fact that governments are easing restrictions, we should all be vigilant and careful while the world is getting vaccinated. Also, um, I wanted to ask for our U.S. guests here. Um, I heard like there was some sort of mandate that vaccinated people don't have to wear masks anymore. What do you guys think of that? Because for me, it's like, even if I'm with going out to dinner with vaccinated people, like dining outside, I will still wear my mask, like in, you know, wherever I go. Um, doesn't mean I'm vaccinated, my family's vaccinated, that I'll stop wearing masks. So what do you guys think about that? Um, actually, just yesterday, I went out with a friend 
um, and it was uh, near the beach and people were not wearing their mask. Um, it's sort of surprising when people hear that, oh, uh, you don't have to wear your mask anymore, like if you're vaccinated, but I feel like it it's another way for these anti-maskers to just um, get away with saying like, I'm vaccinated, I don't need to wear a mask. Um, it's still a little frightening when people, when you're surrounded by lots of people that believe in like anti, or being anti-maskers. And um, I think just one way of uh, showing that you, um, are kind to others is, you know, wearing your mask and then people will see that, that you care. Um, so that's one way. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I think people shouldn't take advantage of the fact that there isn't a mask mandate anymore. I think that means if you're vaccinated completely, and I think the people who aren't vaccinated are taking advantage of the fact that they now could just roam freely without wearing a mask, which I wouldn't feel comfortable with uh, being around people being not vaccinated and without a mask. But uh, personally speaking, from my own experience, I think in the last few months, it has been a nice to go out and about and uh, see people and not wear, wear a mask since we all are vaccinated, however, in large groups and, um, you know, in a large crowded space and being indoors somewhere like at a grocery store or, or a bank or something, of course, a mask is always on because you're not sure who you're going to be around and surrounded by. But I think uh. having the ability of uh, being able to roam freely without a mask with people that um, that I know and the CDC kind of allowing that, I I personally think um, CDC really backs up a lot of their claims with science and their claim is, um, you know, the fact that vaccinated people can hang out in groups by themselves without a mask. And I think that's a key word being vaccinated, you know, um, whereas in groups where you don't know if everyone's vaccinated, that's kind of the, the worrisome. And so, um, yeah, I think that it's like a give or take. I, I'm going to definitely continue to wear my mask um, in large groups, but with people I know, I think I feel a little bit more comfortable. Another worrisome issue is that the COVID vaccine comes with sort of an expiry date, for lack of a better term, which suggests that this is only effective for a few months. Right, so what it means, the expiry of the vaccine, is that um, it, it has to do with the, um, the duration of the immune response to the vaccine. Like how long your immune system is able to fight the virus. So that duration, as I told you, we don't know yet, but it won't be less than three months for sure, or even six months. And I think as the time passes, we'll get more, more data at the probably end of the year. Now, one, in one interesting component we have to think as, what is special about SARS-CoV-2, which is the causative virus for COVID-19? It keeps mutating. And unfortunately, as it keeps mutating, it will, keeps keeping us busy and it cause a lot of troubles. And you can see that there are a lot of variants that are going on. We have the UK variant, we have the Indian variant. Why we worry about these variants? Why we worry about these mutated viruses? One important reason, because we learned that when the virus mutates, it becomes more efficacious, uh, like it has big more efficacy in terms of transmission. Not only that, in terms of its infectivity and mortality. And we learned this, for example, from the data from the UK variant. 
And what is happening now in India, for example, another illustration that when the virus mutates, it can be more problematic. This is another reason probably why you may need to have the vaccine on a regular basis. We know that for sure that the current approved vaccine have reasonable level of protection from these variants. There are variable, I can understand that between different types of vaccine, but uh, I think we will get more data at the end of the year. And uh, I have a feeling that this will likely, people will likely to have um, another dose of the vaccine as we, because we know the nature of the bias. Um, because it mutates, we will likely need to modify the vaccine from time to time. But uh, that was just my personal opinion. But again, as I told you, this is one of the questions that's not answered yet. The claims of Dr. Ibrahim show us that the message of the healthcare workers in the midst of this pandemic is crystal clear. I think, I think the history uh, has told us that uh, vaccines save lives. And I can tell you as an infectious disease specialist, the only way to save lives out of this pandemic is to vaccinate as many people as possible in this planet. And, uh, you know, and this was really very clear from previous experiences where the only way, for example, to eradicate certain diseases was just to, through vaccination. What I think one important message is that if you have a loved person at home who is at risk of severe COVID-19, do as much as possible to get them vaccinated. This way, at least you'll give them some reassurance and get them protection. Um, it is really, it, I feel, you know, in infectious diseases, what we say, nobody should die from a preventable infection or from vaccine preventable infection. And I feel bad. And that's why the entire globe the entire um, world communities need to work together uh, to provide the vaccine to uh, um, you know, the uh, people at high risk of infection, to communities where there is a lot of uh, ongoing uh, significant community transmission. We are all connected uh, and we are all affected um, you know, by one way or another. So if you care about others, if you care about your family members, just get them vaccinated. listening to science journal podcast don't forget to visit our website sciencejournalqa.com and follow us on instagram at sciencejournal.qa this episode was produced by professor anto mohsen and his research assistants asma nakib nadia hinai Elissa maflah ahmed jasim and hakim al-maqdad it was edited by ahmed jasim asma nakib and anto mohsen graphics and artwork by ahmed jasim